If you have an LLC or you're thinking about transitioning from a sole proprietorship to an LLC, this episode is for you. I'm going to talk about ways that LLCs get audited and how to eliminate that risk and that exposure so that you don't have to worry about getting audited from the IRS. I'm going to lay out different areas that really are traps and can trigger audits. So listen up and let's dig in. Hey friend, welcome to the Small Business Finance Podcast. Do you want confidence and clarity with your business finances? Do you find yourself up late at night searching for tax deductions, how to track your business finances, or QuickBooks tips? Do you wake up with big ambitious goals, but you end up feeling confused and frustrated because accounting and tax is really boring? Hi, I'm Tiffany. I've heard this so many times from my clients who used to feel this way. They feel overwhelmed about what to do with their numbers and wish they could stop the financial madness. They wanted clarity and the ability to grasp the financial basics, know who call when they had a question, and to stop worrying about owing money to the IRS. But they thought they weren't good with numbers and the overwhelm kept them stuck without any solid financial plan until they realized that business systems are the ticket to gaining financial confidence. In this podcast, you will learn step-by-step systems, easy to understand financial tips, and mindset transformation so that you will gain financial confidence as an entrepreneur. So dust off your spreadsheet, warm up your coffee, and let's get going. Most people don't realize that the top, I'll say entity, but it's really not an entity, but the tax form that gets audited the most are sole proprietors. If you are a sole proprietor, you're being taxed as a DBA under your social security number, or even a DBA with an EIN, then you are filing on your 1040 Schedule C and you are actually at the most risk for audits. Even if you have an LLC and you're a single member LLC, the IRS looks at that as the same as a DBA. We want to make sure that you are squeaky clean and that because you are in that category that you're at most risk for audit, that you do things the right way. Because if they start asking questions and if you get audited, then it's a problem and it can really be a nightmare. And so you really want to have things done right up front long before that's ever an issue. God forbid that it is. You don't have to worry about it because you've done things the right way. So let's really jump in with both feet. The first way that you are at risk, either as an LLC or really any business, but if you have an LLC, whether you're being taxed as a single member LLC, whether you are a partnership or you're an S corporation, if you have an LLC, you are at most risk for an audit because you are co-mingling funds. I've talked about this in previous episodes, but let's kind of get back into it to where I could describe what this means because I see it all the time and it is such a major issue and most business owners have no idea that what they're doing is a problem. Co-mingling funds is where you're treating your business bank account as if it was your personal bank account. You pay your apartment rent out of your business account. You go buy your groceries out of your business account. You buy your shoes out of the business account. You pay for your kid's soccer registration fees out of your business account. You literally treat it as if it is your personal account. Please stop doing that. I've said it before and I'll say it again and I'll probably keep saying it until the day that I die. Then it is so important to keep those things separate. You want to have a business account that is only for business transactions and nothing else. And then you want to have a personal account that is for individual personal transactions. And that is it. On a rare occasion, you might have something where you pay for something personally and you have to reimburse yourself from the business to cover that. Or on a rare occasion, you might grab the wrong credit card or debit card and use the business account for something personal. Okay, that's fine. 
But it, if, it, if it is all the time, that's a habit. And frankly, you're just being lazy. So you've got to stop that. You can't just be lazy. If you have a business, you've got to take it seriously. Because I can tell you the IRS is going to take it seriously if they're auditing you. And if you are commingling funds and you're doing all sorts of personal stuff in your business account, a couple of things. Number one, how can you even prove what is really business and what's not? If you've got a lot of personal stuff in there, then the IRS is looking at it going, well, I don't know. Is this charged to Walmart really for office supplies or were you doing stuff for personal? And especially if you don't have receipts and things like that, then you've got an even bigger issue. So it is super important to keep them separate from that perspective. The other reason that you want to keep it separate is because God forbid that you get sued. You have a lawyer that comes in and the first thing that they want to do is go after your personal assets, if at all possible. And the only way that they can do that is if they can prove that there really is no separation between you and the business and that it is one and the same. The fastest way that that they can do that is by you commingling funds, because essentially what you have done is called pierce the corporate veil. I'm not a lawyer, by the way, but you need to talk to your lawyer about this specifically because it is important. So talk to your lawyer, make sure that you are in compliance please. Like this could be such a big deal. They want to, that lawyer wants to come in and they want to be able to go, well, Joe Smith business is the same as Joe Smith personal because he's using his bank accounts in such a way that there's really no distinct difference. And then the lawyer says, well, we can go after Joe Smith's personal assets. I get it. He has an LLC, but there's no distinct difference between him individually and him from a business perspective. So let's sue him and get his house. Let's sue him and get his, or his vacation house. Let's sue him and get it, you know, his IRA account, his retirement accounts, all of these things that you're building at with a wealth accumulation desire in mind, because you're a business owner, that could be gone really, really quickly. So it is super important that you do not commingle funds. And from an audit perspective, it's also super important. I mentioned that a second ago, but the IRS cannot tell a difference between you and the business and that's going to be a problem. So from an audit perspective, you really need to make sure that you keep it separate. Basically what you're going to do is from the business, you will pay yourself either as a W-2 or you'll take um, draws depending on your entity type. I've gone through that in a prior episode. You will pull money out that way into your personal account and then you pay for your personal stuff. Keep it separate, keep it clean, do it the right way. The second way that you're going to put yourself at risk of being audited is because you're not using your EIN. So basically the IRS uses the EIN to track you. It's kind of like a social security number for your business. Uh, EIN stands for employer identification number. It can also be called taxpayer identification number, but it is how they track your business finances. So this is really important to put everything under that EIN. It's important to have your bank account for the business tied to that EIN. It's important to put everything for your tax return through that EIN. It's very important to process everything through that EIN the right way so that you're covered. So this is really especially important if you are a heavy cash business, like if you generate a ton of cash in your business for payments, super important. Or if you're generating a lot of revenue, like if you're making more than a million dollars in revenue every year, this is also super important to make sure that everything is tied to your EIM. It's going to simplify things in a lot of ways when it comes to tax reporting purposes. It's going to simplify things when it comes to your risk from an audit exposure. Essentially what the IRS does when you report your taxes, a couple of things. So you tie it all to your EIN, 
You also tell them what industry you're in, what type of business that you're doing. And then what most people don't realize is they will then look at industry standards based on what type of business you have told them that you are. And they look to see, well, is it normal to have this much office expense, this much automobile expense, this much repairs and maintenance, whatever the category is, or even like cost of goods sold when you talk about labor and materials and things like that, they look and compare you to industry standards. If you're not in line with that, then it can be a problem. So you want to be able to make sure that things are in the right buckets and that you're tracking things with your EIN. It's just important to to do things the right way and make sure that you really are following their lines. And that actually leads me to the next thing. The third way that a lot of times businesses kind of open themselves up for a risk of an audit is that their bookkeeping is not being done the right way. You know, maybe your expenses are being put in the wrong category when you're doing your taxes because it hasn't been tracked properly with your bookkeeping. Maybe you're putting too much in different categories or whatever just because you don't know any better. That can really be a problem when you when you look at the big picture of how the IRS compares to other businesses in your industry. You want to make sure that things are put in the right um, right buckets. You want to make sure that you are keeping your receipts, keeping the invoices that you've gotten from other vendors, because if your you know, CPA is preparing your tax return or doing your accounting, or if you're doing your own accounting, but maybe you don't do it regularly, which by the way, you should be, but if you're not, you might forget what that charge was for. You might not remember that it was for a repair to your office building or that you bought office supplies at Walmart. You just see this Walmart charge and you're like, I don't even remember what I did there. Keep those things. It's super important, both from an audit perspective, if you were to get audited from the IRS, but also to make sure that you're putting things in the right buckets. Because by doing that, it is going to be the very first foundational level of being able to make sure that your tax return is prepared properly and making sure that your tax return is being prepared properly is going to keep you from having that risk of an audit. It's going to minimize your risk of being audited. The last thing I want to say is if you actually do get audited, here's the thing. You want to make sure that the person that is helping you with it, your CPA, your tax preparer, that they are knowledgeable that they have been around the block a few times, that they understand how to work with the IRS, they understand the IRS tax laws, that you are not trying to do this yourself. Please do not try to go up against the, the IRS by yourself because they know the law, they know how to get around the law. And honestly, I've seen plenty of times where IRS agents bend the law or break the law and they're doing things that they shouldn't be hoping that either the taxpayer or the CPA that they're working with don't know any better. That's not right. It's not okay. But you have to have someone that knows these things so that you are represented properly. The other thing I will say is there's actually varying degrees of audit. An IRS letter is actually considered an audit when it comes to the IRS. And an audit is not always someone knocking on your door asking for all your proof and receipts and things like that. It very much can be just a letter from the IRS. And so also knowing those different distinctions of varying levels of audit. But having someone on your side knowing how to deal with the IRS, the best way to handle it, the best way to get rid of this problem for you as quickly as possible with the least expenses possible, because this can also be costly. I mean, most people just think, well, I'm never going to get audited. Well, I hope you don't. I hope you don't. But 
if you do and you actually do have an IRS auditor knock on your front door, that is going to take so much time, attention, and energy from your business and your ability to grow and, and put your energy into something positive like getting new clients and hiring the next employee and figuring out your marketing to where you can continue to grow. You don't want to pull away from the growth of your business to deal with something like an IRS audit that frankly just creates bad energy keeps you from being able to grow and is going to be super distracting and very, very costly, both from your inability to grow the business during that time, most likely because you're focused on an audit, but as well, the cost of having a CPA help you to get out of that mess. It can be thousands of dollars and you definitely don't want to do that. So do things right the first time. Make sure that you're handling your business. If you are at a point where you're really starting to make some good money in a business, you need to do it right. Take it seriously. Do not just assume that it's all going to be fine. It might be fine. But if you're truly trying to operate a serious business and make serious money, that is your end goal. That's really what you're trying to do then it's just super important to do things right out of the box. Don't try to get crafty and get out of documentation and handling things the way that you should. Please don't do that. Um, I really can't stress that enough. So I hope this episode has been helpful to you. I hope that this will give you some clarity and some peace of mind to where you can actually put in these actionable steps to make sure that you're covered and that you don't have a problem ever with the IRS coming to audit you. And if you do, you have done things the right way so that it is not even an issue. If you have enjoyed this episode, I would love to hear your feedback. Leave me a five-star review. Let me know what you think of the show. Also, as always, my email is in my show notes. Be sure to send me an email. Let me know if you have other questions about this or something else. I would love to feature your question on a future episode. And with that, thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. And I can't wait until next time.